let you guys go back to L.A., your home turf. And if you lose, we will ban you from the Summerfest. You'll be banned from SummerSlam is what you're saying. SummerSlam. SummerSlam, out. So wait a second. And SummerFest, the whatever that is. Standing in front of a dead end. <laughs> All right, fans, Ray Rougeau here. The Undertaker mystery is thickening. I want to start that over. I didn't like it. There I was. Poolside, <laughs> trying to catch some rain. Yeah. Sorry, Ray. The girls were feeling macho. Macho, man. You're so big. Easy now, girls. It's family entertainment. Yeah. I have work to do. I was scanning around the globe for clues to the biggest mystery of our time. The sun was extremely bright. If your deductive capabilities were a fraction of what you professed, this incognito caper would have been solved by now. Thank you, Sam. Right, kids. <laughs> and he was right. After all this time, I'm still tormented by that one burning question. How can there be two undertakers? Maybe one is corrupt like you. Police! Arrest that man. I will solve this case at SummerSlam. And maybe we will too. <laughs> wow. I never heard what that. What the fuck was that? Dude? Welcome to the Cheap Podcast. That was Leslie Nielsen trying to deduct the Undertaker versus Undertaker match from SummerSlam 1994. Wow. Welcome to the Cheap Podcast. I am your host, Dave... Drought Rudden, does that work with SummerSlam? Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I'm joined by? Uh, Henry Board Shorts Gilbert. <laughs> and? Um, Christopher Beach Balls Antista. Oh, yeah, Beach. No, I want to say it. Uh, okay. Christopher Beach Balls Antista, right? Funny. Yeah. <laughs> no one else thought of that. <laughs> the male worse. booty. Yeah. I still, that still. Male make, booty shorts. That didn't make you guys laugh at all when I showed it to mm-hmm. you, but that somebody was ever called the male booty is the funniest thing in the universe <laughs> to me. That's one of Ed Leslie's like half dozen gimmicks. <laughs> more than half booty. dozen. It's more it's like probably two over. dozen. God, what a loser. Yes. His one, his claim to fame was just that he loves, he is devoted to Hulk Hogan and. Mm. Hogan key, takes oh, care of his friends. Yeah. And yeah. recently there was a an angle on Monday Night Raw where uh, Daniel Bryan was going to have his beard cut off. Like they brought out a barber's chair and they literally – I thought, oh, well, this is the perfect opportunity yeah. to – Just a beard. Let yeah. it go. 
here's our one time a year we can bring out Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> they brought out Wade Barrett, who's just like he's his his Has grandfather. He shaved a beard or... No, his grandfather was a barber. That was like the thing. And then he got yeah. his beard cut off. And then I thought that was cool because, you know. Wait, he did get his beard cut off? It, it like got half shaved off because he was about to shave Daniel Bryan. And then Daniel Bryan headbutted him. And then he shaved. Um, Wade Barrett. Yeah. Okay. So as I say, I just uh-huh. watched Raw and I saw Bryan still had his uh, beard. So. Yeah, but Wade Barrett doesn't. Is it a disgusting beard, though? Like, I really want it to go. Yeah. When will he shave it off, I wonder? Because he has such a handsome face. He really is. He's a very handsome wrestler. I guess he's more. You gave me guff like for him. shaving my beard. I'm like, well, I'm not going to keep it unkempt like him because he has it as a wrestling gimmick. I have that in my in my real life, and I look. I'm starting to feel weird having it. Yeah, look, it, it had gotten too long. I agree. It yeah. was it, you look better without it, and it was the right move. But you might be in the same in a photo opportunity with Daniel Bryan in just like three days. It would have been cool to have your beards yeah. together. Like it'll be just as cool to be in a picture yeah. with Daniel Bryan. I, 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 but there were so many beard questions you could have asked him. I could still, I could still ask them. I could. So what do you, know, you use? If if we happen just, to be in a video that's that's airing is it lemon on a website, juice? lemon juice. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, you could have. It would have been a good icebreaker. Like, so I see we both have beards. Uh, oh, let me, let me a bit long. We're both white. Yeah. We're both white guys with beards. I know a so guy. Let's talk about that. Yeah, go, go to this guy. He's really good with beards. Guess what? There are going to be so many people. If Asking not at SummerSlam in general, just at that press event <laughs> within SummerSlam with beards, that they will ask say, that question. You know, I, how many people are there hiding a second or third chin with a beard? Yeah. I then, saw Dan Reichert has grown out his beard quite a He quite must be bit. getting fat. Oh, shit. It's easy. I, I, <laughs> Look, love, I grow I, up my I, facial I, hair like this to give myself an illusion of a jawline. Yeah, same here. Good thing. I just gave up. I just, <laughs> that, was my, that was my move. And I am not, I'm, I'm paid for it. Boy, I'm, you hit Are 30, you? you hit 30 and you start getting sicker more often than you used to when you don't take care of yourself. Yeah, I'm not sure if you can blame 30 for that. Is I'm going to blame that. I know what you're talking well, about. Well, okay, though. it also blamed the last six years of, of uh, food. I mean. Existence. Existence, mm. yeah. But this isn't about me. No, not yet. No, this is about SummerSlam somewhat. SummerSlam! Give me uh, Surmise SummerSlam for me real quick. It's the biggest party of the summer. It is. It is the it is the moniker they use these days. The biggest party of the summer. The song handy. I prefer Mongo Jerry. In the summertime. In the summertime. God, I feel like uh, buying a public sub right now, Hank. I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> All right, be in SummerSlam. Uh, it is the second biggest WWE show every year. Mm. Is it? WrestleMania of the summer. Yes. It, it, may not, it wasn't the second pay-per-view added. I think mm-hmm. that... Was it Rumble made, or Survivor Series? I think it was Survivor Series. So I think mm-hmm. it was... Yeah, but Survivor Series has always been lame. It yeah, was, it was based around a tag match, it, like it was. It was all about the big tag matches, but you never get a title match. Like mm-hmm. at SummerSlam, well, actually, those were also based around tag matches a lot. In the they early were days, just but. because it was that was the way that WWE functioned. Like, no, we have to build towards WrestleMania. That's the mm-hmm. one time that Hulk Hogan will defend, defend his belt in a match that like matters. Uh huh. But so then usually Hogan and SummerSlam would tag with either Beefcake or Warrior or yeah, so like Tugboat. The, no, no, I don't think that. Yeah, I think the first 
two or three SummerSlams were tag matches. So mm-hmm. yeah, '88 was uh, the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks, and then yeah, the next year was payoff for uh, No Holds Barred. <gasps> That's right. Hulk Hogan and uh, Bruce Beefcake versus versus Macho uh, Man and Zeus. Zeus. And Macho yeah. Man with Sensational Sherry in the corner. I don't even remember. SummerSlam 90 was when the Ultimate Warrior was champion. That's right, against Rick Rude in a cage match. Yeah. Classic. I remember him pulling down Rude's pants, <laughs> flashing a little cheek to the audience. Yeah, it took a few years for SummerSlam to really take shape as, like, this is literally the second biggest thing we're going to have all year. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is it like six months away from WrestleMania? I'm trying to remember what that it is. That is, it is, like, and on more the More like four months. Four well... Months? I mean, August from April to August is, is four yeah. months. Mm-hmm. It's as... Far as the WWE can get on early their schedule. March to late August. Because well, once September hits, that's mm-hmm. when the NFL is back in yes. swing, yes. and then the XFL. They hit a little cool point. down period until January, yeah. and then it's road to WrestleMania. Yeah, they get that one week in between um, the Super Bowl and the Pro Bowl, I think, or whatever. That's when they throw the Royal Rumble in there. Uh-huh. The WWE Which still I will has to watch count again program. and again. The Rum- Royal Rumble yeah. is still the most fun I've ever had. Yeah, I can't. We'll watch it again next year. As mm-hmm. as a man above 30 yeah. with wrestling. <laughs> but well, so, yes. I will say we're not going to do too much plugging of SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So we're mm-hmm. not going to like talk too much about that card. But I love that they had a battle royal to settle the um, the U.S. US title. title. I like that. But my All right. So Explain this to me. There's... There was a battle royal to determine the number one contender for the U.S. title, mm-hmm. which is the the U.S. and intercontinental. It's really title. the fourth level title, in my opinion. It's almost I see, an it's, afterthought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 stratus uh, uh, the stratum would be uh, WWE Championship, World Heavyweight Championship, Intercontinental Championship, U.S. Championship. Mm. Yeah, intercontinental, intercontinental but, and U.S. are both on that like. Yeah. They can lose all the time, and it doesn't really matter. I see belt used to mean something. To but you. they had a battle royal with, like, people who are probably above battle royal – or I'm sorry, people who are above U.S. title status yeah. fighting it. Like, they had Ryback and Mark Henry, like – they would not if they if they had if they won that title it would be awkward because yeah they it'd don't, be a downgrade for them yeah it was kind of like a reverse Royal Rumble like in in the real Royal Rumble when you see Fandango in it you're like well he'll be a comedy elimination <laughs> like no, this he, guy can't win he has a very good chance of winning because at the U on the U S title one yeah yeah but uh, but RVD won and and I immediately I thought well he he's did? not yeah neat yes but well, he's also he's not. Full time. That's the thing. Well, so he'll probably lose. Well, that's well. So that's what's really weird to me is that they they hired Van Dam back, mm-hmm. and now he seems to be on the Jericho loser contract. Like yeah. he lost it. I didn't think he was going to win Money in the Bank, but he's just been on a losing streak ever since. And now, like he he could have shot. He could have immediately been a world title defender, which they need a lot of. Because Sheamus fucking is injured and gone. So, like, he's one of their – like, he's a John Cena-level workhorse who never yeah. takes a date off. And so, with him gone, like, they have another – they're missing a world-level, world championship-level dude. That could have been RVD. So, to see him in a United States match – yeah, I mean, well, Seems he's not. Beneath he, him. I don't think he's committed to being full time. That's why I mean, he's not going to. Well, yeah, and RVD never held a world title in WWE. He mm-hmm. did in TNA, but IC was as high as it got for him. So well, where, where okay, you rank, where no, you rank the TNA sorry, I was wrong. Below the below US. Uh, T- well, yeah, they don't recognize the TNA belts at all. But I'm wrong. Sorry, 
RVD, I think you corrected me the last time we did this. Mm-hmm. RVD did hold the ECW and WWE championship for a time. Yeah. Had the WWE belt taken back, was the ECW champ, then had possession of marijuana and lost it. <laughs> but well, the contract people read the byline. But SummerSlam, the big main event I am crazy super excited for mm. is Daniel Bryan versus John Cena. Mm. It seems wow. too good to be true. Because it was SummerSlam two years ago. Mm-hmm. You had CM Punk versus John Cena. And it was the voice of the voiceless versus the most popular superhero. Mm-hmm. And so CM Punk could be like, come on, man. I'm real wrestling. You're a loser. But CM Punk also has like this kind of like dickish edge to him. And he's got all those tattoos and stuff. Well, Daniel, establishment now. Well, Daniel Bryan... He actually is like, he is pure wrestling. Yeah. Like, CM Punk can wrestle great, but he is not a Matt wrestler. Like, Dan- Daniel Bryan is, he is of that ilk of like Dean Malenko and Kurt Angle and, uh, and a guy who killed his family. He's on the, he's on the level of those guys. Is because he's the- short? Well, if, at his stature, you better be a damn good wrestler <laughs> if you're going to be yeah. in the world title. My God, his promo, the the Miz TV thing on yeah. the Raw this week was one of the best things I've ever seen, and Cena was great in it too. It was it was just a you know I hate you, you suck, you suck kind of mm-hmm. face off interview. Except they did a great back and forth. Daniel Bryan was wearing a parody of the Champ is here shirt that uh, that the beard is here. The, yeah, it said the beard is here, and the arrow pointed at up at his beard instead of down at the championship that it does on the Cena shirt. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Bryan says. I'm wearing this shirt that's a parody of you because you are a parody of wrestling. <laughs> You're not a real wrestler. You get by on on charisma, on style, but you're not a wrestler. Not like me. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Bit. How did that matchup come and about that, anyway? And that pissed off Cena. Like well, because everybody lo- like CM Punk yeah. is or CM Punk. Daniel Bryan is one of the most popular yeah. wrestlers, the most popular wrestler in the company right now, yep. I'd say. He's hard not I, to love. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in the second segment, but Sorry. I was at the event where they named him the number I, one contender. That, oh my god, and they it was electric. Picked, they couldn't have picked a better place to do it. It was in Brooklyn. New it York, was the so smartest, it was like, yeah. yeah, a smart, smart crowd and yeah. a hipster crowd. Yep. The audience is chanting, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, when CM Punk, or Cena is just like, who should I pick? <laughs> I don't know. Even though he, it was telegraphed so hard to the yeah, audience. Like, Obviously, we're going to pick Brian, but you couldn't even see that Brian was on. Like he had on he stage in, yeah. all these all these wrestlers for him to choose from. He's like, well, should I give Mark Henry another chance? Yeah. Maybe Ryback. What about the Brooklyn Brawler? Or like, yeah, just <laughs> and like he's just silent. And he's like, I'm gonna pick Daniel Bryan, <laughs> and then Daniel Bryan like shoves past everybody like who's way <sighs> taller than him, and then he just. Goes down to the ring, pointing to this guy. Yes, yes, yeah. And just the the parting shot of him, shit, like screaming yes in Cena's face <laughs> as the audience says it with him. Like, God, it was just so powerful. Yeah, it's that's one of those classic Raw moments. Yeah. So I mean, despite the fact that SummerSlam is the second biggest event, it mm. it hasn't always felt that way, and it's been sort of a mm. slow growth. Like the first few years, because they had the weird tag match thing going mm. for the first couple ones, and there was no world title. Yeah. Like, so then, yeah, there was three years of like weird tag matches, or the Ultimate Warrior being the champion, and then 
There was the one in the UK where the main event was an intercontinental title match. A great, a great match. Great, great match. I uh, yeah, one of the best. I ever. totally agree. It was a uh, between Bret Hitman Hart mm. and. The British, British Bulldog. Bulldog. Yes. Oh, Guess wow. who went over at Wembley Stadium? <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was great. Like the, it was the, the guy who used to have Monica Sellers. It was the first. <laughs> it was the first pay per view in the UK, I think, like their first major show. It might have been the last. Well, there were the, hmm. like the weird No Mercy ones that mm-hmm. that never aired in the US. Yes. Sir. But yeah, it was uh, back in the uh, Attitude Era, Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They. They did an occasional couple of UK only really? pay per views. Yep. Well, because you can't air them in the US anyway, because they got to be live. Sure. But for it to be live in the UK, then it's live at five AM in America. Sure. So, yeah. and then on a couple of those, they actually like had like toplessness because it's less of a, like I remember yeah. wow. I Jackie went had a uh, they did one where Hurts? Sable ripped cool. off Jackie's uh, <laughs> shirt and her boobs were out for a little bit, and which is. Kind of normal for that prime is, time UK television. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. Yeah, but so were those ever made well, available? Oh yeah, tits are out. <laughs> yeah, I think they like put them out on video and yeah. stuff in America. Like they did resell them. It just wasn't. But no major things happened there anyway. Like it was yeah, really sure. just a yeah. pay per viewed live show. Yeah, but nowadays all the WWE will do outside of America is tapings of. They'll, Raw. Yeah, they'll get Raw and they'll and a SmackDown. But like, they yeah, and the, but those won't even air live. They'll be yeah. taped. Well, the, the, they'll give people like major events or something. Like, yeah. But uh, oh, but yeah, that that SummerSlam, I remember I I looked in this recently. Like apparently, Davy Boy Smith, the the British Bulldog, was like. Fucked up. Like ah. he, he was he was kind of high and <laughs> you listened to the same OSW yes, review. Yes, the OSW review. Yeah, and that Brett was like leading him through the entire match, yep. like calling it. Which that's that's why Brett is one of the best ever. That he can just take take a hungover, gassed yeah. uh, Davy Boy Smith to the and drag him through the best match yeah. of his life. I think they they stated something to the effect that. The British Bulldog was strung the fuck out within like two weeks of of SummerSlam, mm-hmm. and then got cleaned up somewhat and pulled through this match. And so, yeah, that led into SummerSlam trying to be the secondary event to WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but it they was very awkward because it was right. it was post Hulk Hogan, so yeah. they didn't quite have the cachet that they could like really set up a big thing to to compliment WrestleMania because uh, uh, they just didn't have the roster at that point. So um, SummerSlam 93 was the Hulk Hogan proxy against the guy who beat Hulk Hogan, like Yokozuna. Because Yokozuna killed Hulkamania at King of the Ring that yes. year. But leading up to that, they had a 4th of July event where mm. Lex Luger body slammed Yokozuna. Oh, yes. And he led a thing called the Lex Express around the country. That's when he <laughs> stopped being Narcissus and became the good all-American yeah. Lex so, Express. I'm going to play a bit of a uh, music video that accompanied him. <laughs> yeah. I'm Jim Ross saying so long, everybody. Ooh, yeah. This one goes out to everybody all over the USA that heated the call to action for the mighty Lex Express. Boy. <laughs> this is two minutes long, so feel free to interject. So these rappers really like Lex Luger, and this yeah. is, they had to rap about it. Yeah. Oh, look, once MC Hammer goes bankrupt, people have to find work. 
But Hogan already body slammed him at Mania 9. Like, it shouldn't have been that big a shock. But he had been thrown by... He had salt thrown in oh, his Oh, I eyes. see, yeah. <laughs> this is the genesis of the Macho Man's rap album. I don't know if you realize that. Once he finished this, he was like, Hey, this rap thing is pretty great. <laughs> the Detroit? I guess. Yeah, but Macho Man does have a flow to him, does he not? His science is tight, Hank. <laughs> Yo, sure. God, oh, this is tiring. <laughs> Got ten seconds left. So like, Lex I swear, Luger. Lex Express, oh yeah, was a thing that was just embedded in my brain for like probably a good six or seven years after that. I watched Lex before he even went to WWF when he was at WCW, and I didn't like him then either. Like he was so bland. He's just he had all he had was like the, like a, the perfect body, yeah. like an amazing body, but like he. He was just had no charisma. Do like, you guys remember how the main event between Yokozuna and, and Lex Luger ended? Well, I know it's a schmaz because he doesn't win. It's a count-out victory. Boo. The, 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 the stipulation was Lex Luger had one shot at the title. If he if uh-huh. he didn't win, he didn't get another rematch. So he won by doing the forearm, knocked Lex Luger out of the, the ring. The bionic form. Yeah. So yeah. one via count-out. And he uh-huh. celebrated the fact that he won via count-up, despite the fact that it meant that he didn't get another rematch. And that was... Uh, I hate when... I hate writing like yeah. that that makes for such a stupid good guy. Had I been a smarter fan back then, I probably would have quit for a while. Yeah. Because it's just like, <laughs> you have insulted my intelligence. You took the main event of this, <laughs> of the second... Well, of what you're saying is the second biggest event of the year, and you just like flushed it away he would have taken time out or uh, yeah. or started a message board but then the next year they did the undertaker versus the undertaker mm. as we heard at the uh, opening of this episode it's really good mm. and i i tolerated that so undertaker can... won that match right yeah but that, that <laughs> it, no i was get it that <laughs> that did have one of my favorite matches of all time which is brett Pittman hart versus owen hart in a steel cage. cage match uh, yes I, I love that match. It's still one of my favorites. So it's, good. Yeah. Uh, poor Owen. He was so close. Yes. I think it's on the, the history of the WWE title. Yes. Um, Netflix. I, yeah. I love video. that. I love that one because they have, they kind of, because the WWE title was barely defended outside of WrestleMania yeah. for the, a decade. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of mania matches that you've mm-hmm. likely seen. Mm-hmm. But then once you get out of the Hogan era, yeah. like you get some, you get some deep cuts in there like that match. So th- this should tell you something about that event. Mm-hmm. Um, every match was under 10 minutes except for Razor Ramon versus Diesel because that had Walter Payton from the Chicago Bears uh. as a special guest, I guess, referee or guy in the corner for Razor Ramon. Uh, Bret Hart beat Owen Hart in a 32-minute match. And then Damn. the main event was The Undertaker beating The Undertaker in nine minutes. Boy, wait, the the world title doesn't get main event on there. Undertaker versus Undertaker does. It was just – they had Le- Leslie Nielsen there. They spent all that money <laughs> yeah. as well. 
Oh, geez. That, a Nash Scott Hall match, even then, like, they would have been in their prime, but still, like, yeah. those two, those two have great chemistry behind the scenes as dr- debaucherous drinking buddies. Yeah. They're not so good with them. <laughs> you know what Kevin Dash, now on his Twitter, he, like, is into gun porn. Like, mm-hmm. he's just like, here's the new crazy huge gun I just bought. Here's my yeah. new Desert Eagle. Check it out. SummerSlam didn't actually become, in my mind, the secondary re- wrestling event to WrestleMania until the Attitude Era. Oh, yeah. I know the one. That was the one where Kate got on the mark for me was the 98 one. Yes. that Is was that what we were coming to? Yes. That was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Undertaker. Stone Cold had just become WWE uh, champion. They needed the first big opponent. And they, they paid for ACDC's Highway to Hell. That's ACDC, yes, right? And yeah. every <laughs> and they played it every day, like every episode. Yes, and that all was, summer long. That was my memory of every Raw ending uh-huh. with this. The Iron Man trailer. <laughs> well, and the uh, the like the cool thing I liked about it too was that uh, like back then they he had just done all those dude love matches, which. Yeah, they As were a Mick Foley good. fan, they were good, but you knew he wasn't going to win. Yes. Like this was Stone Cold solidifying himself as the world title. He needed uh, like guy. a Hogan-like reign where he established mm. himself. But so then the only guy on his level then, because Triple H and Rock weren't ready yet, yep. Ken Shamrock sure as fuck wasn't ever mm. going to be ready. And so there was no, and Sean had kept down kind of everybody else. The only other person he had to face was really Undertaker or Kane. Yep. And so. Then they had that the number one contender tournament, mm-hmm. and I remember seemingly Kane won, and then Kane that, took off his mask, yeah. and it was the Undertaker. <laughs> the under like because also at that time, who who could believably beat Stone Cold at this point when Stone Cold is as hot as he ever yeah. will be, the Undertaker could, mm-hmm. and so the Undertaker Stone Cold seemed like a crazy awesome match to happen. Like, and now. Post September 11th, the imagery maybe seems a little weird, but the uh, the the cover image is of the two of them as like Godzilla sized giants, <laughs> like swinging at each other with like buildings in their hands. Yeah, so Stone Cold has the torch from the Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. and I think uh, he has the Empire State Building, right? Undertaker has the the top of the Empire State Building. Yeah, and every week was it at Man- was it at MGS or uh, it was Madison Square Garden? MSG. Yep, okay. every week leading up to it. Every episode of Raw would end with Iron Man three and <laughs> they spent they spent a lot of money on that yeah so yeah they they were hyping it all summer long and it was uh, I remember when I eventually watched the match I thought it was good like it was definitely like a main event level type match yeah later when I watched it on Botchamania like the Botchamania dude totally deconstructed that he's like. You can very easily tell Stone Cold is coming into it injured and like he misses some spots. He's going slower. Like you can tell like when he takes one hit a little too rough, he's like things slow down. Uh, Yeah, it was a great match and Stone Cold went over. He stunned the Undertaker and won the match. Yeah. That was back when one finisher could win a main event WWE match. There was also um, Triple H beating The Rock for such a good match. It was a yeah, it was a ladder match for the Intercontinental, Intercontinental title, but it just had that legacy to live up to. That it's it, it just doesn't hold that cachet. HBK, in yeah, no, but it was well, uh, but also Triple H like showing the kind of powerful spirit that made me like him until he became a dick. Yeah, was that he his knee was fucked for most of that match, if not the whole match, mm-hmm. and like. 
he still put on one of the best things ever, best matches of his career and taking a tons of hits to that knee. Yeah. But he like, and he won the belt and he never even got to defend it. His knee was so fucked up. Like he had to give it up immediately while he was out with an injury. Mm-hmm. And then he had the tournament for it. And I think it was Ken Shamrock that won it. I was at that event. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He beat X-Pac, I believe. Yeah. X-Pac was supposed to be the inheritor of it for, uh, for DX. Yeah. But, uh, but also it was like the Rock's last, it was the farewell to the Rock in the nation as well. Mm-hmm. Like once he lost the IC belt, he had no reason to stay in the nation mm-hmm. and he could finally, he could step up to world title. It freed him to step up to the world title. Yeah. And he became, he started to become good guy Rock and the people's champion. But oh, Vince McMahon <laughs> had other plans. Mm-hmm. That so that was a pretty major SummerSlam. Yeah, and then the next year was notable in the fact that it had a special guest referee. Oh yes. Yeah. So let me play this quick commercial of SummerSlam. WWF referees are trained to be impartial, <laughs> maintain composure, and by all means, stay out of party down. Yeah, right. Screech. Have the power, Jesse. The body. Returns to the ring for an out-of-body experience. It's the body rules. It's my rules or the highway. WWF SummerSlam, presented live by Chef Boyardee. Sunday, <laughs> August 22nd on pay-per-view. The world will get shot. Eat your Chef Boyardee, kids. Uh, what is, by the way, he said, it's my rules or the highway. It's, it's my, not the saying, yeah. body. My rules are the body rules. So that had something I didn't like in that era of that, in the attitude era yeah. of a three-way world title match. Cause I think it, summer, if SummerSlam is all pretty much mania, yeah. I hated that mania had a four-way match if, at, at WrestleMania 2000. 2000. Yeah. And I hated they had a three-way match at SummerSlam 99. Also because I remember at the time the rumor was Stone Cold didn't want to put over Triple H. I think I, I still believe that. Though I also think it's possible that Ventura wants to be the good guy yeah. if Triple H beat wins in his match and mm-hmm. like Triple H can only win by cheating. And if he has to say, all right, Triple H wins, like he looks like a fucking tool. So instead he gets to like, he has that cool moment in it where like he throws out somebody. I remember like seeing him. He throws out Shane McMahon and says like, that's for your dad. Yeah. And so. Seemingly, Steve Austin doesn't want to put over Triple H. Yeah. Instead, Mankind gets to sadly be the one-day traditional champ, mm-hmm. transitional champ. And uh, But he got his hand held high by Ventura. And then the next night, Triple Ventures, H wins yeah. his first world title on Raw, beginning the Triple H era. First of 14 or whatever. But- yeah, I think he has one less than Ric Flair, and I think that's on purpose. Like, yeah. he, does, he respects Flair too much to... Try to top his until amounts. Flair dies. Yeah, perhaps. which <laughs> any day now. Don't let this get cursed. Uh-oh. Uh oh. But yeah, the Triple H. My prevailing theory is that Triple H, like Stone Cold, just didn't want a job to Triple H. Yeah, makes the most sense. He was me. at that time where like Stone Cold could be kind of a dick, but like I think they just kind of outright say it in the Rock documentary I watched, yeah. where the Rock's just like. Triple H is saying, do you, is saying, do you think Stone Cold wanted to share the spotlight with The Rock? Hell no. <laughs> he wanted to be number one. Yeah. Did you, I don't know. I happened to hear him on the Jay Moore podcast recently. Stone yeah. Cold? Yeah. Makes he was just sense. talking about how he would just leave town <laughs> when I don't like the match. I don't like the match. I quit or he'll just 
I will leave town. I'm agree to that decision. Also great is to hear him with no sense of irony say the word wetbacks in a negative manner Whoa. and just like Jay Moore's like what? <laughs> what? Should I laugh at this? That was really wow. weird. Yeah. Jeez. Well, he, I mean he's unapologetically a redneck. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like if he, if he was anybody else, it would be Have a, you it would seen be Shawn a... Michaels beard. I'm not. He's really grown quite a beard. <laughs> but he's got a new hunting show on TV. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Speaking of that, burning through the the early two thousand Yeah. So two thousand two was one that I actually attended and oh. was super memorable in the fact that it was Shawn Michaels return match against oh, Triple H. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Because they teased that it wasn't gonna happen. Like, think, like yeah. there's that thing he was attacked in the parking lot and right. then he came on via satellite and he's like, No, I am wrestling you, Triple H in a street fight or whatever. What 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 type of match was it? It was a street fight. Unsanctioned yeah. street fight. <laughs> because he was not cleared to wrestle. Technically WWE should have blocked out the entire match. <laughs> but the uh, yeah, it was the, when Sean came back, his whole thing was that he was going to him and Triple H were going to be like Triple H was basically in the high in the kayfabe terms, yeah. they hated each other. But in real life, Sean I think wanted to have his first matches back with the person he trusts most in the world. Yeah. At least in the ring, and that's Triple H. And so, and they both had awesome, awesome matches. But it was about like four months before like Sean got out of the Triple H cage and yeah. could wrestle everybody else. Let me quickly read through the SummerSlam card because I'm surprised that like I I saw this. Uh-huh. I think a couple months later, I just quit watching wrestling for like <laughs> four or five years. This is probably one of the best cards, like top to bottom. Opening match. Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio. Wow. Then Ric Flair versus Chris Jericho. Damn. Edge versus Eddie Guerrero. Shit. Lance Storm and Christian versus Booker T and Goldust. No, I still <laughs> I like I like Book Dust. Yeah. Rob Van Dam versus Chris Benoit. Shit. P break match is Undertaker Test. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and then the main event was Brock Lesnar beating The Rock. Oh man, which, you were live at that? Yeah, oh, and that man. was one. That was probably the first time people really like willingly turned against The they Rock. They booed The Rock because yeah. they knew The Rock was leaving. Yeah. Well, New York always boos the guy they know is leaving. Yeah. Like they they gave Brock that same treatment two years later. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar got like crowned at that event. Like, yeah, that was that was it pretty. Was epic. Ama- it was a really good match too. That was probably the best thing I ever saw at NASA Coliseum. They should do a Brock Rock rematch. I hope they. I, that, they I hope that's what's happening for Rock in Mania Thirty. Yeah, as long as it's not the last match. But oh, God, I hope not. So going through the interim years, 2005, Hulk Hogan versus Shawn Michaels, which I only point out because <laughs> hilarious man. Just watch that on YouTube. <clears throat> Shawn Michaels obviously hates Hulk Hogan with a passion, <laughs> so he oversells everything that. Hulk Hogan throws at him. I, uh, he has I, the job, but he makes it so blatantly clear mm-hmm. that this is fake wrestling job this that he's is doing. Bullshit. Yeah, because yeah. it's well, because at that point, like Sean is getting old, like he's early forties, but he mm-hmm. can still he can still have the best matches on the card with anybody. Yeah, Hogan sucks. At the, like he is a shadow of himself from WCW yeah. at that point, and like, but Sean. Is also one of the best like bumpers in the business, but he can do, and he's so, he's like 
at such the high level of pulling off great bumps that he can do it to such an extreme that he he can make someone look ridiculous or like the strongest <laughs> man in the world. Uh, my favorite bit in that is when Hogan Hogan does the thing he always he's done yeah. his entire career: three punches, big boot, leg drop, <laughs> and Sean fucks with him <laughs> by taking the leg drop too hard. He bounce no no from the the big boot. He bounces too big for the big boot. And Hogan has to like stop for a second and mime a little extra because he's like, <laughs> uh, you, like he purposely threw off Hogan's timing for it. <laughs> and then the next night on Raw, Sean was like, Hey, I'm feeling pretty good. Like he, <laughs> he was, cause Hogan was gone. He did yeah. his SummerSlam match. He's not going to be on Raw the next night. Yeah. And I feel like SummerSlam is really like settled into like a, a groove. Yeah. Now that it's, it's at LA every year because uh, it makes sense. I like that. In L.A. where there's actually a summer every year. <laughs> True, yeah. Yeah. It's hot in the sun. L.A. has the big yeah. – it's got a big city feel. They can also get celebrities to come into town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and we've been – I've been to every summer since – every summer slam from 2009 on. Okay. So 9, 10, 11, 12. That's, and then those year. are – yeah, that's the – Whoops. That'll be five years at being in L.A. Mm-hmm. So – I don't really know that much about 2009. 2010 was the Nexus versus the WWE, so which that, was Daniel that, Bryan's return. That was a big one because I liked that Daniel Bryan being a tag member of the match was good. I got to see Bret Hart, quote, quote, <laughs> wrestle yeah. live. Sadly, I also had to see, you know, fucking Cena be Superman and beat the entire, like, half of the Nexus team alone, yeah. which was silly. 2011, which was, like, the epic main event of CM Punk versus Cena when CM Punk returned mm. semi sort of after beating Cena he beat yeah. Cena for the title then he came back and to had unified a unified yeah the and, and then he, Kevin Nash uh, made a surprise and appearance and they bullshitted that ending that was bullshit yes and then last year was an okay SummerSlam event the main event was Brock Lesnar versus uh, Triple H yes. there was the triple threat th- triple threat match that was a fun match CM Punk won fun. But it was kind of like a shitty victory for him because he, yeah. he just snuck in and I think he pinned the it Big Show. It was funny. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, it was because he couldn't do his finisher to Big Show. So then GTS uh, – not GTS. Uh, the FU was done to Big Show. Then he throws C- – C- Punk throws Cena out of the ring and then pins the Big Show. Yeah. Which is funny. And that, then, <clears throat> yeah, I think this year's uh, – But 2009 that. was my first one and that had – uh, CM Punk main event. It was huh. him versus Jeff Hardy mm-hmm. in what would be Jeff Hardy's last pay-per-view match. He then had a loser leaves town match on SmackDown. Yeah. But I got the, the big bump of the match was from they pulled out the mega ladder. Mm-hmm. You know, when they pull out the ladder, like, yeah. that's too tall of a ladder. <laughs> he did ladder jump, senton bomb. Onto Punk on the Spanish announce table. And to see that live was just mind blowing. <laughs> wow. And then like, and then CM Punk won and he was evil CM Punk. And then when the, when the Taker shows up with, you know, Undertaker magic. Yeah. It was, it was a really cool thing too. I, that was, uh, it was a fun event. Yeah. I, I think that was also the DX, uh, one yep. night only DX reunion versus the legacy. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. But yeah. So. We've had some, modern SummerSlam has been fun. Yes. And the fan access thing is pretty fun too. And they usually show something new with a video game. Yeah, so we'll be there at that 
We'll have a quick second segment of the show where I talk about my experiences mm. at another recent WWE event. What? Raw in New York. New York City! Get her up. Welcome to the Break for the Cheap Podcast. This is your host, Dave Rudden. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cheap Podcast. Thank you for following Laser Time in all of its various forms. You know you can buy things from the Laser Time store. There's a link on the left-hand side of the site. Buy t-shirts for any show. There's Amazon links all throughout the site. On the right side, within every article on this podcast, of course, you can find a bunch of WWE and other wrestling DVDs that you can click on. If you want to buy those, that's cool. But if not, just click on them. Buy something else within that transaction. We'll get some nickels thrown back at us. And we definitely appreciate that. Personally, I appreciate any reviews on iTunes that are of the five-star variety. Um, constructive criticism on the thread within laser time as i mentioned later on in the episode spoiler alert we're going to be doing a prediction thread for SummerSlam. if you have the most correct predictions you will have your choice of wrestling theme played at the end of the next episode of the cheap popcast and um hey chris can i Alright, you should listen to um, Colt Cabana's Art of Wrestling, very good podcast, the Old School Wrestling Review podcast, it's a video podcast, you can watch it on YouTube, highly recommended, it, it covers every Hulk Hogan themed wrestling pay-per-view from WrestleMania 1 all the way up through WrestleMania 9, and um giant bomb has just started their own wrestling podcast and it's got dan reichert alex navarro bunch of other wrestling loving video game journalists that you should follow and that you should listen to on that podcast and yeah keep listening to this one because i think we do a somewhat decent job here and i think the second half of this episode you'll enjoy because it's me and henry basically blabbing about our personal memories seeing SummerSlam in person and talking to actual wrestlers. Alright, back to the rest of the episode. And now back to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Welcome uh, back. Sorry. Yes. Welcome back. <laughs> the Cheap Podcast. The Cheap Podcast. Is, that is what we're recording right now. 
yeah, we went a little long talking about SummerSlam, but that's because it's such an epic event. Mm-hmm. 28 years or something? Yeah, wait, it'll be 25 years? Well, I feel like I've been at the no. 25th anniversary of SummerSlam. 80, 88 was the first SummerSlam, I believe. Yeah. Well, so I think skate. I think last year's was the 25th SummerSlam, not the 25th anniversary, but the 25th. Yeah. So they at least they did the classy thing and actually said this is the 25th one of these and not the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania, which was... which is what they thought. Yeah, at WrestleMania 25, they're like the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania, like. No, it's twenty four. It's the twenty fourth anniversary. It's it's WrestleMania twenty five, but you mm. called it that because you they don't want to confuse the Hicks. Stupid math. So I guess this is the twenty fifth anniversary of SummerSlam. I think so. See, DMW has screwed up my own math. Boy, but, you know, last year Jim Ross was sitting behind us. And that was so cool. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I hope sitting and hanging out and watching. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, not, he did not talk to us. He didn't, not and, all, and, but, and we didn't have the guts to talk to him. But yeah. well, let's well, take this. The, let's take this segment to talk about how our SummerSlam memories <laughs> and my Money in the Bank slash Raw memories. Mm-hmm. So we got to go see mm-hmm. SummerSlam last year, which which yeah. was a pretty rad thing. Outside of the actual SummerSlam event, which was. Not so hot. Like, the matches okay were okay, but, like, if you look at that card. Not a memorable card. No yeah. five. Definitely, I don't there's not a four-star match on there, let alone no. five-star. Yeah. And, like, because Triple H, Brock Lesnar just felt like a foregone conclusion. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the, the event around it, like, fan access mm-hmm. and, uh, well, geez, well, like, because we're the wrestling... This gets a little into our day jobs, but yeah, yeah. we're we're at at uh, I think both of us have always <laughs> been the wrestling guy at whatever publication we worked at. There's only like six in the industry. Yeah, and we all get to know each other pretty <laughs> yeah. well. Like we that's how we know Chris Hoffman, Dan Reichert. Mm-hmm. Uh, before uh, back when uh, PlayStation Magazine, their guy was Greg Orlando. Uh-huh. Like he was their wrestling guy there. Like it was. It was this this brotherhood of wrestling yeah. fans. Uh, Greg Orlando was where they they taped TNA Impact. Nice, Nickelodeon Studios. But yeah, so we we always would go. We've uh, like THQ back when that existed mm-hmm. would would host their their for, they would forego an E three reveal and have their big reveal and then eventually the big roster reveal mm-hmm. in the first playable thing of the yearly wrestle uh, wwe game at SummerSlam. yep and i think it's also you know they're in la everybody's in la it's easy to just do it and i think uh one of my the first one i went to and i think uh, like three in a row uh-huh. though the last couple this wasn't the case we were at the same hotel as the wrestlers oh and wow. that was pretty fucking crazy pretty surreal be- it, You're walking yes. in with like chicken fingers in a box in the elevator. And- well, yeah. So here, here's like three little stories. Like one, I was uh, I didn't want to pay for the Wi-Fi in the room, so I went downstairs to check my email at the guest services area. And when I did that, who was in a suit checking his email across from me? John Cena. Whoa. Like, he was there for like ten minutes wow. and then got up and went so off he to his pay appointment. For the Wi-Fi either? I guess not. No. <laughs> I was going to call you cheap, but <laughs> uh, so, the, so I can't that... see these Wi-Fi charges. <laughs> 
Dave waved his hand in front he of me. He did. He did. I don't know uh, if the, could you tell on the microphone? Yeah. That you then uh, the second one when I checked in, uh, Kane in regular clothes, <laughs> oh. but with his big bald head. Yeah. Ron was, Paul t-shirt. Was, yeah, <laughs> he was checking in and just having a friendly conversation with the people. And then the craziest one was seeing the great Kali. Like, the great Kali is a terrible wrestler. Mm. I never want to see him wrestle. But to see him live in person, you do get the sense of awe that why McMahon hires giants mm. like him. Because when you're standing next to a seven foot seven mm. person, you can't help but just be like dumbstruck. And it was though the weirdest part was it would seem to be he was with family, like he was with yeah. a bunch of other Indian people with him. And, uh, and but just seeing him there like that giant, I wondered like how does he even sleep in the beds there? Like. And, <laughs> He has to go go roll out the cot to put <laughs> to put up on. his yeah from his knees down. Have you the, heard mm-hmm. Great Collie sing a Christmas carol? I don't think I did this during the Christmas. I want to hear this. All right. Uh. <laughs> the guy is being exploited. Wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. And uh, the midget Hornswoggle is like earnestly cheering him like, you've done it. And also like, I also saw like Pat Patterson, P.S. Michael Hayes, Teddy Long, yeah. uh, Tony Atlas, <laughs> lots of, lots of lesser low guy. And also like, I think I saw Shane McMahon there too a week, like it was within a month of him Having kind of a nasty split with uh, the McMahon family ah. when he left the company. But yeah, so that was, it was pretty cool being in the wrestler's hotel. Yeah. Like, but, uh, but since then, I think we've been in separate hotels. So any memories from what, 2010 and 2011? Cause I was not at For the 2010 one. I was in the same room as, uh, as Bret Hart. And, uh, that like was... you, sh- you shared a bed across the room. <laughs> he was sitting, no, but he, on the TV. <laughs> it was in the, it was in the drinks area, you know, yeah, okay. where everybody hangs out and has drinks. And that was pretty cool. And it was also cool to, uh, uh, I think it was in 2010, the, um, the roster reveal, or no, the, uh, the first demo mm-hmm. presentation of it was introduced by Santino. And he was uh, he was funny, yeah. Especially he he broke character a couple times in a funny way. But he's underrated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, I, he's good on the stick. Yeah. So uh, those are my only real memories from those. Yeah. I'd but say. last year we were both at SummerSlam 2012. Mm-hmm. We have video to prove. Yes, but we got to see probably one of the most bizarre press conferences ever. Yeah. For what? Which it, it, so the, it was announcing the Attitude Era mode in mm-hmm. WWE 13. So we saw a press conference that featured Mike Tyson, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Jim Ross. Jim Ross. And CM Punk. Talent, yeah. CM Punk, Sheamus, uh, Dolph. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, uh, the, uh, the, Bron- the Funkasaurus. Yeah. And, uh, and AJ. Yeah. So, like hearing most of those names they are either main event talent or mm, it's kind of like incredible. on the cusp 
except for the Funkasaurus. And I got the feel I got the feeling at that press conference like they're grooming Brodus Clay, the Funkasaurus, to be the next big thing, uh-huh. and it has not happened within the last. Or year. Or he was He's, a last minute replacement. Well, they were trying to. I think they were giving it a chance. Yeah. At mm. it. I feel like they were testing the waters with a couple things there because they were definitely seeing like, hey, let's throw it out there. CM Punk versus Stone Cold. Should that happen? What do you think, guys? Yeah. Like they, they were definitely that teasing face? that. <laughs> and, uh, yes. Well, and, uh, same with like Seamus sort of challenged Punk and they were talking about whose title was better. And I feel like they were, yeah. I think they, they, they were using us almost as a focus group of hardcore fans to see, to see what we would react to. But there was, they also like, Jim Ross was getting kind of inside on I it liked too. I like that. Which I, he wasn't giving, like, he seemed to have actual contempt for Michael Cole where he's just like, yeah, hey, some of these announcers in the game, you're gonna hate. But, uh, <laughs> they're there, guys. And then, Man. like, and CM Punk even commented on the fact of like, why won't they let Jim Ross be on the announcer booth? He's awesome. Like, mm-hmm. and then too, Jim Ross was trying to build up Brodus Clay, but Brodus Clay was kind of surly. Mm. He was just like, what, man? What? He's like, and then Jim Ross said, hey, I'm trying to help you out and boost you, <laughs> like what nobody does for you on television. Mm. Like, that sounds incredibly awkward. It was, yeah, you got to see Goo. them playing it out. And, yeah. Or them, Even... like, making fun of AJ and saying she, like, just turned 16 and yep. that she has... Uh, or, like, Mike Tyson... When I saw that, I was only filled with pity for Mike Tyson. Like he, yeah, he has the mind of a four, like a five year old. He was so excited to do that. And I feel mm-hmm. like he thought he, he would do more. Speak. I feel yeah. I feel like he thought like, oh, this is the beginning of us doing more together. Yeah, I'm like no, but we they, just, they we're asked just, you're the DLC character. You're the DLC pre order character yeah. for this game. That's it. But when they asked him questions, like he had almost no nothing to say, yeah. so garbled, like his his mind is just gone. It was sad. The, but the funny, the the like Stone Cold could get some funny bits out of it. Just him saying when, when at the start, Mike Tyson called him Stone Cold, and he's like, "Everybody, everybody, all those nights you kept calling me Cold Stone <laughs> on the show." You finally called me Stone Cold. I want to thank you right here. Thank you. I'm a oh. not an innovative ice cream. I am chain. not a birthday cake flavored. <laughs> that was fun. And then to to reminisce about Attitude Era stuff was yeah. was fun, and it gave an interesting way to frame questions with people. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I loved one of my favorite uh, when I felt the biggest connection with our interviews last time. Like mm-hmm. I did like interviewing CM Punk, but. I didn't feel like I feel like he's above me. I don't feel it's camaraderie <laughs> with him. But like when you talk to AJ and she she was saying like yeah I, on the that she played the N sixty four games and that she had to make herself in it she had to like use ivory yeah. and free change ivory. It's like wow that that doesn't seem made up at all. That sounds like yeah. a true. I think that's a real story. You really tried. And, and the same with like fucking. Uh, when Dolph yeah. was telling the story about like, he's like, well, yeah, I was Billy Gunn. And, and then he says that he actually did the mocap for, yep. for some wrestling game. Yeah. One of the older ones. And he was like, they didn't even have to show me footage how to do the Shawn Mike, Michaels. Yeah. Like, just, the, yeah. He would just, yeah. He oh, knew he did, how he to did mocap for other characters. Yeah. Well, that's like kind of a rite of passage. For yeah. When you're starting really? wrestler, you, they need to, they do mocap for uh, all the characters. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. So. 
the Hardys did it for the uh, for the yep. for the uh, some of the hockey games, and I think um, Austin Aries from TNA, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he yeah. did um, like mocap for I think it was WWE 12 or like the year before that. He was the basis for the there was like CAW, yeah, yeah, one of the Road to WrestleMania characters, one of the created characters that you bring mm-hmm. to WrestleMania, like have him fight through the roster. Oh, is this guy who yeah. n- never even like fought in the mm-hmm. WWE? But that's also what I love about Dolph that like when you talk to the him and you get past his character, which yeah. he loves playing heel Ziggler, like yeah, you can tell he's a real Mark. Like yep. he is, he's he's not even though he has model good looks, yeah. he. He's a he's a giant wrestling nerd, yeah, and has been. You can tell he's been since he was a kid. And also, I love that he just has the '90s hot pink and hot blue, yeah. like he's bringing those back. So, speaking of wrestling nerds, uh-huh. I got to go to the Raw after Money in the Bank as part of. Yeah, I had to miss that. Yeah, it was the first major reveal of wwe 2k14 mm-hmm. they showed off some elements of the game it was a very kind of basic first look mm-hmm. so we didn't got to save stuff for yeah so we didn't know about the 30 years 30 years of wrestlemania mm-hmm. mode that will be kind of the, uh, the attitude era the attitude year. yeah and i like that i like i like it yeah it so seems it, like the the best um it almost seems like the legends of Re- like the game they did legend yeah like the legends game they did except this will finally have fucking macho man in it and it has 30 years so like, you can literally 45 tre- matches from yeah and years. you can treat a match from wrestlemania 3 with mm-hmm. the same respect as a match from wrestlemania 29 mm-hmm. so you can like a modern wrestler can get the same amount of respect as fucking brutus the barber beefcake yeah. or Mr. Perfect or or whoever. It, Are they like, publishing these games now again? It's 2K okay. now instead yep. of uh, THQ. Mm-hmm. Though the – well, what do you guys care? The PR team is the same. But yeah. yeah. But as a part of that, I got to go see Raw in New York, mm-hmm. which is – that's where 2K is based. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that that would be their – like the extent of them showing off the game and promoting the game. Okay, I'll see it in New York, and that will mm-hmm. be cool. So I went to that and I got to interview the Ultimate Warrior. Who wow! Is the pre- <laughs> He's the pre-order DLC character for WrestleMania or WWE 2K14. I'm in. This is the first time he's been in like a a, a main line. He is a crazy person. Yes, <laughs> but he made a pretty awesome slash awkward interview. So the first two thirds of that interview mm-hmm. was me asking softball questions that I'm like. I'm going to loosen this guy up and get him to answer, like, uh, so this game has the entire WWE roster. Who would you want to fight? And he's like, I don't know. I don't follow wrestling that much anymore. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> and then I was like. didn't even just say John Cena. Uh, yeah. That have been so hard. And then I asked him, well, which old school wrestler would you like to fight? And he's like. Well, I don't even know who's going to be in the game. The uh, Brooklyn Brawler. I always liked fighting against him. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> great, 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 great. <laughs> Next question. And so this question, I just literally, I was thinking like, how can I placate the Ultimate Warrior to some, to some extent? I mm-hmm. asked him. So in the 90s, you know, Shaq had a video game. Michael Jordan had a video game. What would the Ultimate Warrior video game be? Mm. And he gave me one of 
the best interview answers I've ever given. He explained this epic game that kind of was like God of War. And Charles Barkley showed up in Jam for wrestlers. Yes. Where every boss that he defeats becomes another tassel on his arm. Mega Man. We're going to have a problem here. Yeah. But every tassel slash soul that he absorbs sure. into his arms will they will kind of debate him and act as like the seven dwarfs he said. Like they'll have different personalities and they'll engage with him. So if you pick up the latest issue of Alexem <laughs> there I, there's a sidebar that like this as soon as he finished the answer, I'm like, Okay. I'm putting this in the magazine. <laughs> this is going to be immortalized because it was amazing. And oh, as God. as I mean, I can understand this guy is not. Are you recording this stuff? We're recording it right now. I right? mean, the, the interviews with the, with. The... <laughs> I recorded it and then I put it in text form for the magazine. Oh. It was cleaned up a little bit. Um, but two months from now, can we play it here? I don't. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, it's, Is it, they get weird about. Not that. agree to that, but check out the latest issue of OXM. And his his just, real name is Warrior now. His real name is Warrior. His first name is Warrior. His whole name is Warrior. That's it. He yeah. is no longer Jim Helwig. He is Warrior. <laughs> Jim Helwig is such a good, crazy redneck name. Yeah, he is kind of a psycho. But and, so yeah, I was shocked. Two uh, K like called him up. I figured. Like, every interview opportunity for him is another chance for him to say a horrible thing they don't want quoted. Yes, it's but. like his interviews go, like, straight to Reddit. Yeah. As in, like, oh, my God. But he's, he's not he's not media trained. He, and but that, he was on better behavior. And that's why I understood, like, yeah, he doesn't have great answers for everything. Mm. But he he gave me one of the best interview answers. I like awesome. Literally, I am not bullshitting you guys when he described that i i said that is a game i would play and it fucking is a game i would play <laughs> an ultimate warrior game where he kills his like the bosses in the game mm-hmm. takes their powers admittedly mega man influence not gonna tell anybody but those like he has tassels that mm-hmm. argue with him like, it's like, like it's dark siders and da- devil it, yeah well if you remember like he definitely had a warrior mythology in yeah. his mind he mentioned yes. it was yeah. sort of influenced by the comics. so he he's got so much background for the warrior like it's perfect it's ready to be put into a game yeah i'll also say i was surprised they got him in a commercial in the face paint i was again a pretty good commercial. i couldn't it was a great commercial i couldn't believe they got him in the face paint yeah like, Does he still have long hair no, no, uh, yeah, it's shorn. Yeah, shorn, I miss bold. his long hair. I think his hair look. The character model's hair looks great. I think. Like, I think it, it a little looks, too big. It looks like they just took the character model from um, Re- Legends of WrestleMania or All WrestleMania Stars. All Stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm looking forward to seeing him in um, the 30 years of WrestleMania because yeah. I think that will. Oh man, be I can't cool. wait to do the Macho Man uh, Warrior fight from Seven. I look forward to the fact that we'll both be at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. and know. we're going to get to see the roster reveal at SummerSlam is for the 30 years of WrestleMania mode. Yeah. So we're going to possibly get to talk to older, like, yeah. oh, man. WrestleMania stars. Yeah, oh, man, guys are going to dig up. Yeah. wonder if they're going to – well, Damien Sandow is going to host the uh, the roster reveal. Yeah, so, so that would – it'd be cool just to interview him, but – 
It'd be cool to. I would hope uh, if, if just for low level talent, I would hope like it'd be cool to see Cody Rhodes there. He definitely he knows mm-hmm. video games. And man, I like fell in love with AJ Lee at the last one. She was she mm-hmm. was so cool. I'd love to talk with her again. Yeah, and out of character. Same with Dolph. Yeah, CM Punk. I I want to see him again, but I feel like I need to be less in <laughs> awe of him next time. It is hard when like. You're wearing his shirt when you're talking to him too. Yep. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. But then, but when he sees me come up, when he comes up and sees me wearing his shirt, he's like, uh, "You're not some loser. Or, well, no, you're a different type of loser. You're not just some guy. You're not some journalist who doesn't know who I am. You're wearing my ice cream bar shirt. So. You're a journalist who knows too much. About I guarantee that's exactly how he's interpreting it. Did you? Did somebody send it to me on Twitter or something? This interview. With uh, Paul Kendrick and uh, his tag team partner, Spanky, yeah. whatever. Like, it was those two, Paul London and Brian Kendrick, and another guy being interviewed by this guy that was the most awkward, fat loser <laughs> ever. Oh, and no. it was just so sad. The, and it was sold as like, this must be who Paul, what Paul London and Brian Kendrick think every guy on the, every wrestling fan on the <laughs> internet is this guy. Because he was just like, hey, so people really like that one thing you did. Like, what was it like being tag champions for for so long? And then they would, like, try to joke around with him, and he would not get the jokes. And then they were just like, fuck it. Let's just make fun of him to his face. He wouldn't even, get, he wouldn't even know we're doing it. Wrestling uh, is to be respected. I need to watch that one to remind myself to not be that guy when interviewing CM Punk next time. Yeah. We'll have – um. Some sort of uh, SummerSlam report, mm-hmm. or it could be post- shared on Laser Time as well. Yeah, I'm sure. Try and buy a ticket. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for this. Looks like one of the best SummerSlams in a long time. Yes, and before that, you'll get the is the U.S. The title the free match. Beforehand? I don't think. I hope not, because well, yeah. I don't think they'd give away that with RBD. But anyway, before the event, there'll be the. Laser time predictions <gasps> thread. Oh. You can get your choice of wrestling theme played on that episode, or as the many the winner of the Money in the Bank mm-hmm. uh, prediction thread will have his choice played at the end of this episode. Oh wow! And I totally know what that is, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say it right now. <laughs> but, All right, <laughs> let's close out this episode. Mm-hmm. You guys have plugs. Yeah, well, listen to Cape Crisis, my comic book podcast, uh, semi-weekly, when we can do it, weekly. weekly. It's a weekly show, yeah. It's a lot of fun talking about comic books. Also, if you want to see my wrestling coverage, uh, go to gamesradar.com for WWE 2K14 stuff. Especially, I know you can go to the real website for the WWE 2K14 roster, but why not look at Games Radars too? We're like fourth result in on Google. <laughs> look at us. I'll have the roster updated. That I'm yeah. gonna be working hard Saturday to update that goddamn roster. So look at it. Where else can you get Hank the Tank's own opinion on all the wrestlers in the game? Well, and he'll respond over prophecy at, at least twice <laughs> in the comments. Okay, I will. Do at that. least half of the wrestlers. Yeah, yeah comments sure, on them. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Cape Crisis. Big. Yes. Oh, Laser Time, Laser Time. This it, I don't know when this is going up, but I want to plug yeah. our monsters. Bad mm-hmm. Accents and Ducks episode. Yes. Ducks, in honor of uh, DuckTales Remastered, I wanted to find as many fictional ducks. I don't know why uh, 
cartoonified fictional ducks have become <laughs> so popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll thank Donald Duck, the best duck in the world. Maybe Scrooge McDuck. Whatever. DuckTales Remastered is out. Uh, it's one of the greatest things in the world. Is me. there a giant monster duck with a bad accent that can tie it all together? Fuck. Was there a giant plucky duck who was uh, going to... Uh, I don't know. There has, to, there has to be one. Mm. Attack on Titan. I haven't seen the latest episode. But. Yeah. All right. Who well. Knows? We'll consider oh, this. Oh, VG Empire, may as well. VG, VG, the VG Game Apocalypse. 51st mm-hmm. episode of VG Empire. Right. The 10th anniversary of a very special series. Ah. Video Game Apocalypse. A game, a game, not series. Video Game Apocalypse just keeps on rolling, not missing a week, unlike mm. some podcasts. Sadly. Like you're judging me. Mm. I was talking about mine, but also yours. No. <laughs> some podcasts can't even do a month like this one. <laughs> But Let's it's consider, special. It's yeah. special. Let's consider this episode of Cheap Podcast closed. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, inside this coffin is the true prince of darkness. There's nothing inside. How can that be? Look over there. What? Over there. What? The case. Case. George Kennedy and Leslie Nielsen found a case. The case is closed. The case is closed. You solved the mystery. I don't know how you do it. Come on, let's go get something. The case is closed. That is literally the gag. WWF writers trying to approximate naked gun writing is, is not great.